Father God, we surrender this time into your hands. And I pray that this be a blessing to us, that you change us, that you conform us to your image, that you let us know, Lord, your will and how our lives are different because of you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. I consecrate this place, these people, all the equipment we have, everything, Lord, into your hands, Lord. And I pray for your grace, for your mercy to flow in our midst. And everything that interrupts us, everything that brings confusion, I bind in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That you are free to move in our lives, in, the, in our spirits, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.
from the grave he rose again and as he stands in victory since causes lost its grip on me for I am his and he is With the precious blood of Christ, no guilt in life, no fear in death. This is a part of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath. Jesus commands my destiny No part of hell No scheme of man Can ever pluck Me from his hands Till he returns Or calls me me home here in the power of Christ I'll stand there's a movie called The Godfather it is based on a book by Mario Puzo a saying from the movie is made popular that is Vito Corleone that is the don at that time says i'll make an offer he cannot refuse so that has become a popular lingo popular saying among people yeah uh, to make an offer you cannot refuse yeah but uh, he means it in a bad way but this story godfather is about Vito Corleone who is the don of a mafia family and it also focuses on his younger son Michael Corleone today's talk is going to be about the blood of Jesus how are these both related you ask well that's a good question see Vito Corleone the don he became powerful during the prohibition time prohibition was a period of time in the US in the United States when the manufacture the sale or the consumption of alcohol was banned so it lasted from 1920 to 1933 so during that time people who are willing to go underground and uh, sell you alcohol got rich because you would buy it from the black market yes that's how it is shown that uh, vito colloni got rich among other things so when prohibition ended 
those mafia families had to go into other areas because obviously you could buy alcohol from the store so they went into uh such places as unions construction sanitation and even drug trafficking so vito colony did not want to go into drugs at all and the vision he had for his family was not to go into that at all so if i'm right vito had uh uh one two three four children and there was sunny and then there was a mill guy who was no good and then there was a girl and then there was michael colony michael colony he shows it up in the first scene as ex navy he wants nothing to do with this family or the ways or the business or anything he is he is shown as an honest man do do you understand yeah, he has, he wants nothing to do with the ways of mafia or the don or anything like that even though his father is the don and this movie is about his transformation from that to being the dawn of the family he didn't want to be the dawn of the family but because of circumstances he had to become a dawn it was not according to the vision that his father had if if i am right and why i think his father wanted him to be a senator to run for politics and to understand and make that money legitimately do you understand so he had plans accordingly but those plans didn't work out in Mar- michael colony's life it turned out in such a way that he had to become a don that's how the circumstances played out in other words life made him an offer he had no choice to refuse because the circumstances in his life he became what he was our god is not like that he knows the end from the beginning i was watching um a video on uh, youtube um about the paths that we could take about the options we have this was not a christian video suppose we have 16 options where we are are because of the choices we have made the circumstances in our life and whatever do you understand and that can be good or that can be bad but our god is not like that he knows the end from the beginning so he doesn't have 16 options he has a plan for you and that plan for you is for your prosperity do you understand he knows the end from the beginning and therefore he has set a route for you to travel is that clear yes 
when you go to Jeremiah 29, 11-14, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me and when you search for me with all your heart. I'll be found by you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you back from your captivity. I'll gather you from the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. We need to understand this to know our God fully. First of all, he has a plan. According to this verse, of peace and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. Once we walk into the plan, we see his goodness, then, according to the scripture, you will call upon me, on God. Because you will see the goodness of God. The scripture shows, says that also. Do you understand? And when you see that, when you call upon me, when you pray to me, says the Lord, I will listen to you. And because of that, then you get into that cycle. Then you will seek me and you will find me. When you search for me with all your heart, that means you don't have a plan B. With all your heart, you're searching for the Lord. And then he will be found by you. Do you understand? I could say in my testimony that the Lord found me. Initially, I used to say that I found the Lord. But that is not the case. He found me. Then I had to pursue him. And then I had to find him. Do you understand? And I'm in that process of finding more about him, yes? It says, I'll be found by you. And then, once you find him, he, and he's with you, then you, I'll bring you back from your captivity. Whatever is holding you back, the truth will set you free. The truth is Christ himself. Do you understand? And I will gather you from where I have driven you, says the Lord. That means what? You're scattered because of the original sin, yes, and also because of the sin in your life. But when you come back to the Lord, when you come to righteousness, which was given to you freely, a substitution made according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, yes, when you, when you accept that and honor that by faith, he says, I'll bring you home to your own land, says the Lord. So first thing is to follow the plan that God has for us. Is that clear? It's not a number of choices that we make and randomly somehow we stumble and fall. No. It might look that way. But God, who knows the end from the beginning, planned all this. Now, this is in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is writing this when the Jews going into exile for what? For not honoring Sabbath. Do you understand? 
And then you'll find that Daniel is reading what Jeremiah wrote. When you go to Daniel chapter 9, and he found that the 70 years is almost up. And therefore he starts repenting before God and then he starts praying and then people are sent back. In other words, this prophecy was given before the event. So scripture said it because Jeremiah wrote it down. That is part of the scripture. Where did Jeremiah get it from? From the Lord. That is called prophecy. Daniel read about it. Then it happened according to God's vision and plan. It was not a chance happening. That's what I'm saying. God knew what was going to happen. The end of the things. Just like he knew the beginning. Do you understand? It was not a random thing. This was written down. God said it will happen and it happened. But he knows the plans he has for each one of us. Is that clear? Remember we are speaking about the blood of Jesus. Last week we spoke about what it meant for the promise to be fulfilled. And we were talking about the promises of God. Yes? When you go to Numbers 23.19, says, God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make good? In other words, what God has promised, he will do. The fulfillment will come. And it has been fulfilled in Christ or the Messiah, that is Jesus, yes? And in 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, All the promises of, of, of God in him are yes, and in him are made to the glory of God through us. What does that mean? Whatever is God has promised, when you apply your faith to Christ, there are yes and amen, but it says through us. So there are two, two things involved. One is the redemption you are bought back with the price. Am I clear? Yes. Second is once you are bought back, you are given the plan of God or the hope of God or the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? So, the Holy Spirit of whom we are the temple of, that is how we glorify God through us. Do you you understand? Yes? In Acts 5.32, it says, And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. So if you obey God... And you're going to or willing to go according to his plan. He gives you the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit infilling before the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The filling of the infilling was only to a particular group of people. 
not even the whole of Jews, some people whom God had called. Then after the Pentecost, anybody who obeys Christ Jesus by faith gets filled with the Holy Spirit. That's our current situation, yes? Then, after rapture, it'll revert back. But to be saved, you must have the Holy Spirit. You are saved through grace by faith, yes? In Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, yes? That not of yourself, it is a gift of God. So in this verse itself, you'll find the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who is the author of faith? Jesus. Do you understand? And it's a gift of God. And so the grace, the unmerited favor is from the Holy Spirit. Is that clear? You don't deserve to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but God filled you anyway. After rapture, God built God fills those people who believe in him with the same Holy Spirit. After all, he's omnipotent. You understand what I mean, yes? Do you understand, yes? So there is before, there is now, there's a covenant, and there will be after. You're clear on that, yes? But today we are talking about the blood of Jesus. What has been promised are two things. One is the redemption, and second is the infilling. Today we are going to talk about the redemption. And of that redemption, we are going to talk about the blood of Jesus. Do you understand? But the Holy Spirit is also important for the redemption. In Ephesians 4.30 it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Did you understand? Yeah? So it is important to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to, to know what the Holy Spirit says to you, to the church, yes? So we are all encouraged by someone who stirs us to move ahead. Earlier I was talking about Vito Corleone, and also when you look at the ways that uh, Michael Corleone moved and all that, we find some inspiration in that in the world. How he was astute, he was determined. Do you understand? But we understand that our God is different from all of this in that he believes in us. He just doesn't use us. There are people who just use us and discard us. He believes in us. He believes that we can do the tasks he has given. In fact, you and I were created for that task. Do you understand? A steering wheel cannot function as the front right wheel of a car, yes? So a steering wheel was created for one task, that is to steer the car. Not to be the front right wheel. So you be whom God you God wants you to be. Yes? Do you understand? And not only that, God is with us all the way. 
Do you understand? God is that kind of leader. Do you understand? He knows our future. So he doesn't have to take a chance on what, okay, I'll go left and see what will happen. No. He knows, do you understand? The only time that happens is if you don't listen to the Lord, yes? Yeah, I'm talking because I've done that, yes? But he knows our future and his plans for us are good and full of hope. As long as God, who knows the future, provides our agenda and goes with us, as we fulfill his mission, we can have boundless or endless hope. Do you understand? If you are without hope, that means you are without God. Yesterday we heard of someone committing suicide. Do you understand? Yet there are, there are more things behind that. And when a, when a person commits suicide, there are unseen scars left behind among the living. But God can restore and he's with the broken hearted. And there is no need for anyone to be suicidal. Because God gives us hope. And if you don't hope, you, do you understand? Get in touch with me. I'll get in touch with a person called Jesus who can give you hope. Amen? Now, this does not mean that we will be spared pain, suffering, or hardship. But all it means is God will see us through to a glorious conclusion. In other words, this is not me. What I will be, will be glorious. This is not my conclusion. This is not my end. This is not your end. This is who our God is. This starts because we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus and because we overcome. Is that clear? So what does it mean to be redeemed? To be brought back through adoption from the original sin. And because of that, because we are born in sin, we continue to sin. This redemption is available for every tongue, for every nation, for every tribe. Do you understand? And these rules are set by God. These conditions are set by God. So man cannot change it. All you have to do is put your faith in Christ. But how will they know to put their faith in Christ unless you preach do you understand? But we're talking about the blood, yes? In Genesis 9, 4, it says, You should not eat flesh with its life, that is its blood. The blood contains life. 
I went through all the scriptures before. In Leviticus chapter 17, you'll find that. Especially in verse 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. This blood was shed in the cross by the Lamb of God, by Jesus, who is the Christ, the Messiah. Do you understand that? Yes? In Matthew 26, 28, Jesus said, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the remissions of sin. In John 6, 53, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Why? The blood contains life. Do you understand? In 1 Corinthians 11.25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Remember, the blood contains life. This is our communion with them. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. In Colossians 1.14, he says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have redemption through his blood, yes? We are sealed for the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? Do you see how both are needed? Yes? In 1 John 1, 7, I can go through a lot of scriptures, but I'm stopping here now so that you understand this is scriptural. This is the plan of God. Yes? It says, But if we walk in the light, this is 1 John 1, 7, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. This is what it means to be redeemed. To talk more about this, I invite Pastor William. So here's Pastor William. Good morning from Australia, a wonderful church of God. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for allowing me the grace and the opportunity to come to your church and uh, minister the Word of God to everyone. Thank you for this opportunity. I love you all. May God bless you. May God strengthen you. And, and may you be enriched in the power of His strength. We love you from Australia. We are praying for you all. We are one family in Christ. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to talk about uh, first, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Uh, talking about redemption, talking about what God has done for us. You know, let's pray. Father, we bless your name, we worship you, we glorify you. Thank you for the opportunity to come to your people, oh God, and minister your word. Lord, uh, your word has got power, has got uh, anointing, has got victory to release, to change, and to open our hearts. Father God, I pray for those who are sick, as they hear your word, let the healing flow. I pray for those who are in difficulty, whatever they are going through, Holy Spirit, divine minister to them. You are the great I am. I believe that this moment, oh God, you are going to touch people for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.
But you know, people of God, uh, redemption is a very important word in the Christian uh, message. You see, we all come into a place whereby we have been born into our sinful life, our difficult life, our life of sin, our life of evil. There is no man on earth that can say that he or she is a, is a born perfect or born clean or born righteous. We are all sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that is why God Almighty in his love and mercy and his power and glory in the anointing that he has opened for us in that wonderful atmosphere he decided to send his son jesus christ to come down and die for the sins of mankind that's you and me so you and i can have redemption we can have salvation we can have freedom we can have the hallelujah you know, i can go on and on and on what an, what a privilege that we have that god loves us so much that he brought down his only begotten son that we can have freedom we can have salvation and we can have redemption friends uh, redemption of sins is something we don't take lightly you know one, one, once upon a time i was talking to a, a very well-known man he said to me i've got all the money i've got all the wealth i've got all the fame i've got everything and i said but are you redeemed he looked at me strangely he said what do you mean i said are you sins forgiven. He looked at me and said, there is no way sins can be forgiven. And then I said, you got it wrong. I said, Jesus has come to die that we may be forgiven of our sins. Your riches cannot forgive you your sins. Your wealth cannot forgive you your sins. The aeroplane, the edge, the luxurious life, the beautiful car, the mansions, none of them can forgive you your sins. Hallelujah. You can't buy salvation you can't buy redemption you can't even go walk your way through redemption many people try to do that they say the thing by going to church and serving the church and cleaning the church we end them redemption no 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 redemption is only through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ he died for the sins of mankind it is only through Jesus that we can have redemption of sins it is only through Jesus Jesus, that we can come out clean and be sanctified and be rectified and be connected back to God. You may say, but Pastor Wole, why are you talking about? You know, friends, every sin we sin against the Father draws us away from the Father because of our sins, our wickedness, our life of lies, our life of uh, promiscuity, our life of double standard, everything we do, it draws us away from the Father. We were all lost by the Father. And you know, without a Father, we are lost and doomed. We need the Father to bring us closer. We need the Father for strength, for grace, for anointing, for healing. But now when we are far off, then the Father has a solution. And the Father sent Jesus to die for all, that we may be redeemed by the blood of the lamb that is why jesus died that's why the bible says in whom we have redemption through the blood hallelujah 
Jesus died. He shed his blood that we may have redemption. He shed his blood that we may have forgiveness of sin, that we may be able to come out on the other side, shining and lifting up our hands because we are redeemed. You know, uh, the songwriter says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I've sung that song many times. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We are redeemed by the power of the name of Jesus. We are delivered we are set free. We are, we are uh, the door of eternity. The door of blessing is open to us. Because you know what? The, the, the Father has made it possible for us to come out in the mighty revelation of who he is. You know, uh, talking about redemption. Many, many centuries, people have always tried to cleanse their souls. And many, many people, you go to, to, the, to, the, to the river to wash and wash and wash and wash. Many people sacrifice uh, cows, they sacrifice uh, uh, gold, they sacrifice chicken, that their sins may be taken away. Many people do a lot of things just to make sure their sin is dealt with. But none of them can redeem man. Kind. No animal, no no blood, no no washing of the water in the river, no river, no mountain, no sea, no 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 ocean can wash away your sins. It is only through the blood of Jesus that we have redemption. Hallelujah! It is only through the work of the, of the cross that when Jesus died on the cross, you and I can come out and say we are redeemed by the blood. Lord of the Lamb. Oh, what a wonderful story. Oh, what a wonderful joy. Can I say this to you right now as you are watching this program, as you are listening to me right now, you wonder to yourself, but I'm a good person. I've done everything possible. I've, I've built a house for people. I've been, I've been on missions. I've given money to the people. All those things, as good as they are, can never redeem you. It is only when you accept the Father, that you are a you are a sinner. You accept the Father. You are you have uh, you have broken the laws of God. You are far from God, and and say, God, I need you now. Redeem me, deliver me, set me free, bring me closer. And you allow the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. That's where redemption comes in. What a beautiful story. That's where salvation comes in. That's where our sins are purged and released. We are redeemed by the blood, the forgiveness of sins. No man on earth can forgive your sins. No priest, no archbishop, no pope, no uh, 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 um, uh, pastor, no uh, lawyer, no man on earth, no matter how holy they are, can forgive your sins. No prophet, no no soothsayer, nobody can forgive your sins. It is only through the finished work of the cross of Calvary that Jesus has enabled for us, that we may come boldly. We can have our sins forgiven 
forgiven. We can be redeemed and delivered and rescued and set free because of the wonderful thing that the Lord Jesus has done for us. Oh, what a wonderful day. Day I will never forget. Then when the Savior washed my sins away, when the Savior redeemed me, when the Savior delivered me, when the Savior set me free, when the Savior put my name on the wonderful book, when the Savior healed me, when the Savior redeemed me, hallelujah, because I believe in the powerful blood and the redemptive work of the cross. The Bible says, even the forgiveness of sins, mankind has been looking for something to forgive their sins. They have done everything possible. They give to charity. They do a lot of chores. They do everything. But nothing can redeem your sins or forgive your sins. Only through the blood of Jesus. Only through the blood of Jesus. Because of the grace and the mercy of God, you can come in. You can come in. The word of God says in verse 2, Wherefore he had abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he uh, proposed for himself. Uh, you know, when you read the word of God, it makes more, it just brings you, it's like a light. You switch on the light. Wow! Something shines on the open. Wow! Something glows because it makes more sense. It be, your, your eyes are open. Why God loves us so much. How God loves us so much that he did not spare his only son but to die on that cross that we may have redemption. That we can wake up in the morning with a fresh sense of freedom. I don't know so many. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you are watching me right now. Maybe you are feeling depressed. Maybe you are feeling bogged down. Maybe because of the lockdown, the pandemic, you are feeling overwhelmed. Maybe all of a sudden right now, you are feeling panicking because you feel that everything is closing up on you. Maybe you, your relationship right now with the farmer is far and gone away. But I want to assure you this morning, it takes you to come and acknowledge and ask the Father to come into your heart, to change your life, to redeem you, to set you free, then redemption can happen because of the wonderful thing that the blood of Jesus can do for us. You know, people of God, as I read the Bible, I'm, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed by what God said. God said, come unto me, all ye who are laboring, who are striving, who are crying, and I will give you help. Come unto me, all you who are, who are in peril, all you who are, who are, who are broken hearted, all you who, who are discounted with life, and I will give you rest. And that rest only comes through the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus. me
ago man in his quest in the desire to uh, achieve a, a, a scientific breakthrough send a man to the moon and then uh, begin the industrial revolution many things were done fast cars and airplanes supersonic jet everything were done and Mark began to say whoa we've got it all now we got it all now we are we have got everything all right we have ourselves we got everything but you know what friends mankind progressed and they progressed and they progressed and they progressed and they did everything technology was fantastic including what you are watching me right now with technology fantastic but you know what friend as good as the technology was as good as the innovations were none of them could take away the depression the loneliness the heart pain in the heart of a mankind the mankind will see do of, of all the innovations mankind found themselves so depressed that the rate of suicide went up the rate of promiscuity went up there was no solution today our prison says are full of criminals and murderers and people whose life have been have been so affected by by a lot of things because you know what no man can touch your heart no technology can heal the heart no technology can come and release the heart only through the blood of jesus christ only through the redemptive power of the lord jesus christ redemption is only possible through that blood so friend, what are you still waiting for? Are you still doubting and wondering, do I really need this redemption? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That is what Jesus says. I come and I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will hear my voice and will open the door, I will come into him. I will open the door for him and I will serve with him. So now is your opportunity to lift up your hands and say, God, you know, in this beautiful day, I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to come into my heart. I'm asking you to redeem me and clean me and make me your child. Oh, through the blood of Jesus, I accept that you died on the cross for my sins. I 
repent right now. I ask you to clean my heart, change my life, turn my life around because I know I belong to you. But the most important thing you can ever do in your life is not that new car, it's not that new house, it's not that beautiful watch. No, that's not the most important thing you can do. The most important thing you can do in your life is the day you say to Jesus, I'm ready now. I'm coming home now. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart and change my life. That's the most important thing you can do in your life. Today, that redemption can happen to you. Today, that salvation can happen to you. All of a sudden, the doors of mercy, the doors of blessing can be so open for you. The redemptive power of God is available, my brother. You may be rich, you may be poor, you may be a no, uh, 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 people, people may not know your name or you may be forgotten, it doesn't matter because you don't need any money for this. It's completely free. Free, free, free. All you got to do today is uh, remember what the Bible says. I said, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe in you. I believe in you. Change my heart. Forgive my sins. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Oh God, through the blood of the Lamb, through the blood of the Lamb, I come before you. I am redeemed because you know, today I surrender my heart to you. Do you want to do that right now? I can pray with you right now. And uh, thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to pray for people and ask God to come into their heart. Let's pray. You can pray this prayer with me if, if you are okay with that. Say, Father. Yeah, you can say it loud. Say, Father, today I come into your presence. I ask you now, to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me all my sins. I receive your redemptive power. Right now, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, cleanse me. Deliver me. Set me free. I receive you now. Jesus, my heart is open. Come into my heart and change my life. Come into my heart and redeem me. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, connect with your pastor right now. Talk to him about the decision. Go to the house of God. Fellowship together. And let us raise up a praise and a standard to our great and mighty God. Yesterday, when I was preaching, I mentioned something. I said in the early 70s, a man called David Wilkinson went to New York City where a group of talks and mall and uh, arm robbers and talks and they were all fighting each other. They were terrible people there. Among them was a leader there called uh, Nicky Cruz. And he was a leader of the group called Mao Maus. 
He was a terrible man. And Nicky Cruz was so violent, everybody was scared of him. But David Wilkinson went to Nicky Cruz, the late David Wilkinson said, Nicky, Jesus loves you. And Nicky grabbed him on the neck and said, if you ever come near me again, I'm going to kill you. And David Wilkinson said to him, yes, you can do that. But I'm going to tell you, you can cut me in a thousand pieces. Every piece will see shout out, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. To make the long story short, Nicky Cruz became a born again Christian 40 something years ago now. And today still is he preaching the gospel. The late David Wilkinson was able to bring that transforming power of word of God to that man. May God bless you. I pray you make that decision today. I pray that will be your decision that we may be able to enjoy the peace of God together. Shalom, shalom. God bless. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
Thank you, Lord, for being there for us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for everything that you're doing. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you were blessed with our Sunday sermon from the Coaching Lampstand. See you next week. God bless you.